Okay, it is 26 June, Sunday. It's time for the CG Prophecy Report. Don't upset the elephant. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, has everybody here heard that the Roe versus Wade was overturned at the Supreme Court? Everybody's heard that. Okay, then I don't need to talk about that because I know everybody on the planet is talking about that right now. Very happy about it. It's a pleasing thing. Um, We had a couple other good Supreme Court decisions rendered, um, but um, that does not mean that the nation is right with the Lord again. It just means that we have stopped being wrong with the Lord in one particular area, which was very, very harmful. And uh, now the states will pick it up and each state will decide how they will handle that particular issue. Um, I will say that quite a few states had what are known as trigger laws. They've been on the books all along. And some of these states have now gone blue and they are still forced with shutting down their abortion industry in those states because of these trigger laws. And so that is a great thing for now. They will be able to undo them at some point if they have a majority in the House and the Senate and the uh, governor and all that. But good stuff with Roe versus Wade. We're very happy about the decision, but we want to continue to pray that this nation will humble itself and turn back to the Lord because uh, they've been filling our military with so much garbage from the top down. They've been filling our schools with trash from the top down. And uh, we've got a long way to go for a right-standing Christian nation once again. And it may never happen, but we can at least pray for it. Okay, we got some news from Israel today. From Israel Hayom, will rain in summer soon be the normal in Israel? An analysis of rainy days in the country going back to as far as 1860 indicates that Israel's rainy season has gradually shifted to both start and end later in the year. If at one point in time the rainy season ended in March, it now ends in April and May. This year, the rainy season continued until June, leading researchers to conclude that in the future it will continue into the summer months. Researchers said from the analysis of Israel Meteorological Service data and documentation of rainy days from 1860 to the present, one can see a clear trend of a delay in the first rainy day from the 222nd day of the Gregorian calendar in the first year when measurements were taken to the 269th day of the current year. The last day of rain is also changed from the 127th day to the 200 fifth day. That's a big change there. It turns out that climate in Israel is moving and changing with the warmer months coming later around September and both the starting and end points of the rainy days changing throughout the year. Well, this is something that was actually prophesied in what book of the Bible? New Testament, not the Old. Old Testament does speak of it, but the New Testament, the book of 59th book of the Bible? James, book of James. See, let me read it to you. Let me see if I can find that very quickly. Um, I did a little thing on this years ago, and it's always stuck in my head because it's so wonderful what the Lord said that would happen. And it's also a wonderful clue for us concerning the coming of the Lord for his people. So we'll see if we can find this. um, uh, See how the farmer, that's what I want. If you see it before I do, just yell out where it is. But um, uh, be, oh, here it is right here. 
uh, 5-7. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Okay, what that means is that they did not have a early and latter rain for many years because when the Romans went into Israel, they cut down every tree in the uh, nation in order to build siege works to destroy the nation. And then the desolations continued on until finally there was just nothing left of the land. And you can read about that in, for example, Innocence Abroad by Mark Twain. So they had the interrupted rain cycle, and since the Jews moved back into Israel in the late 1800s and the Zionist movement began, they started planting trees. And for year after year, they have been the uh, nation with a net gain of trees, year after year, and it has reestablished the original rain cycles that were there in biblical times. That's telling us when you see that happen, the Lord's coming is near. Praise God for that, and it's happening right before our eyes. From the Express, Putin humiliated as Israel turns on ally Russia to strike major energy deal with the EU. We talked about that last week, and now Putin is angry. Eric Shiva, Russia condemns Israel three times in a day. Israeli ambassador to Russia, Alex Benzvi, was summoned for a reprimand by Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Bogdanov following last week's attack on the Damascus airport. Bogdanov protested to the ambassador and claimed that the attack caused damage at the civil and humanitarian level and that he also claimed that the justification for the attack provoked Israel was not convincing and therefore Russia was awaiting clarifications. Now, they have never complained about these things before. They've let Israel go in and do it when Israel says we're going to go in and do this thing. The reason why this has happened is because Israel has made a gas deal with the EU and they are upset about it and they're going to bring every little thing that Israel does now in the future against Israel. Earlier, the Russian representative also condemned Israel's action in Syria. An official statement was issued by the Russians stating, We are forced to emphasize that the ongoing Israeli shelling of Syrian territory in violation of the basic norms of international law is unacceptable. We strongly condemn Israel's provocative attack on Syrian civilian infrastructure. Such irresponsible actions create serious risks to international air travel and put the lives of innocent people in real danger. Never mind that they've done this a billion times up there in the past. We demand that the Israeli side stop this vicious practice. From Shiva, shot across the bow, Russia to submit resolution against Israel. For the first time since Israel began attacking Iranian targets in Syria, Russia is taking unprecedented steps to protect its ally. Things are not going well. This could be the beginning of the end of their relationship and eventually Russia coming down in Gog Magog. I don't want to say that definitively, but we can see how things are devolving. And as long as Israel continues to sell their resources that could be sold by Russia to the European Union, there will be this animosity. And it would not surprise me if this continues and even increases in the days ahead. But we'll just watch it and see. From the Times of Israel... Rocket fired at, this is about a week and a half ago, I included it so you can see the progression of things as they always go. Rocket fired at Ashkelon is intercepted, IDF responds with Gaza strikes. 
from the Al Jamainer, Palestinian rocket fire draws Israeli airstrikes in Gaza. So you've got them initiating it, the Israelis responding, Times of Israel, Israel freezes, move to allow in 2,000 more Gaza workers after rocket attack. So the whole world goes crazy over these things, like Israel has no right to protect their borders, they have no right to defend themselves, and the rest of the world says, see, Israel is the aggressor, when it was always started by the Palestinians. So I always bring that up so people are aware of that. From the Times of Israel, officials said, here we go, weighing indoor mask mandate, offering COVID shots for the youngest kids. That's Israel. We have some news concerning Christianity here. And before I get into that, I would like to let you know that Ron Elkin, he has been to this church before. He's a Messianic believer. He uh, has his own ministry, Ami Ministries. He is helping the people in Bangladesh right now. If you have been following that, they have had immense rains. North India, Pakistan, this area has been just inundated, and Bangladesh always gets inundated. They're very low country, and so they just get swamped. Uh, he is uh, asking for help to uh, help these people out over there. So if you want to help Ron Elkin uh, funding this project to help the people in Bangladesh, let me know personally. Send me an email at the Superior Word, and I will send you his information. Okay, um, he says that donations to Ami are tax deductible and you'll be helping these people and it will be done in the name of Christ. So if you can, please do let me know and I will give you his info. Uh, he lives just down the road in Northport or Panagorda, I think is where he lives. And he has come up here a few times and he's a very nice guy. He's very, very uh, helpful to people like this. He's an outspoken uh, person for the Jewish cause, getting Jews converted to Christianity. So uh, he's well worth helping. From LifeSite, Vatican sells commemorative coins promoting the need to be vaccinated against COVID. Yes, an eight-piece set includes a 20-euro silver coin depicting a young person getting jabbed with a needle. From the Christian Post, megachurch pastor says it is very unloving, listen to this, for Christians to affirm friends' LGBT lifestyles. You would not expect that in this world, but he is doing it, and I'm proud of him. He's a mega church pastor. He will probably lose a lot of people out of his church because of it, but he says you are being unloving by affirming their lifestyle. A Virginia mega church pastor recently tackled questions about how Christians should respond to LGBT activism in today's society, stressing that Christians must communicate truth in love and not affirm their friends' LGBT lifestyles. His name is Gary Hamrick senior pastor of Cornerstone Chapel of Leesburg. He took part in a question and answer session on June 8th, where he answered a series of questions on a wide assortment of issues from illegal immigration to religious exemptions to vaccine mandates. And anytime you have a big church like that, you're always going to have people that are on the sidelines about issues. And if he comes out and speaks about them, they will know what his stand is and they will leave. So I, my hat is off to that guy. It wouldn't matter if he lost the entire church and he had five people sitting in his house on Saturday. He's doing the right thing. From the Western Journal, more than 40 churches and pro-life groups have been attacked, but you wouldn't know it from mainstream media. And this is about seven days ago, six days ago, and so it's going to be more since then because they've been doing this ever since Roe versus Wade in the past couple days they've been doing it. Over the last 40 days, there have been at least 41 instances of attacks on churches, 
pro-life organizations and pregnancy centers, according to a review by the Washington Stand. The site notes that the violence against these Christian entities includes arson, vandalism, property theft, and property destruction. Despite the huge amount of violence against these Christian organizations, Biden's DHS issued a terrorism threat that claimed that both sides are dangerous. Of course they did. The National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin from June 7th claimed that individuals who advocate both for and against abortion have on public forums encouraged violence. But while there are certainly threats disgorged by right-wing extremist groups, the actual violence committed over the abortion issue seems to be perpetrated predominantly, I would say solely, there may be one or two isolated instances, by left-wing groups, not right-wingers. Same thing with the BLM movement. They go and they burn down cities and they destroy things and kill people and nothing is done about it. Zero. The recent spike in attacks against churches and pro-life organizations is part of a wider pattern of violence that has seen a marked uptick in the last two years. The U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops released a report in early June that cataloged at least 139 incidents across 35 states and the District of Columbia since May 2020 against Catholic churches and organizations, including arson, statues beheaded, limbs cut, smashed and painted, gravestones defaced with swastikas, and anti-Catholic language and American flags next to them burned and other destruction and vandalism. Indeed, spurred by the rhetoric of the violent left-wing pro-abortion extremist group Ruth sent us, or at least able to find the address due to the group of doxing Supreme Court justices, an armed man was arrested last week, which is a week and a half ago now, outside of the home of the Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh, and investigators said he admitted that he planned to assassinate the justice. And now he's claiming that he's not guilty. Even though he admitted it, he's saying, I'm not guilty. From Gallup, belief in God in U.S. dips to 81%. It is a new low. And that's just God. That, that means just in anything. So there you go with that. From, we got some news here from the Mideast and Africa today. From the DHS. DHS announces terror bar exemptions for Afghan evacuees who worked for Taliban-era civil service. The U.S. has been bringing tens of thousands of Afghans to the United States since the Taliban takeover and U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan last year. As that is ongoing, the Biden administration is moving to exempt certain Afghans who may be caught up in terrorism-related inadmissibility grounds. Trig places limits on individuals who are members of a terrorist organization or who have engaged in terrorism, making them inadmissible to the United States and ineligible for immigration benefits. The USCIS website says that the definition of terrorism-related activity is relatively broad and may apply to individuals and activities not commonly thought to be associated with terrorism. In a statement, DHS confirmed that the TRIG exemptions would be available for three exemptions to be applied on a case-by-case basis. DHS said that previous exemptions have been given by multiple administrations, including in 2007, 2014, and 2019, where the Trump admin exempted applicants who had worked with militias in the Lebanese 
Civil War. Well, I can tell you that the Lebanese Civil War, those people never said that they were going to come to America and kill a lot of Americans. But the Taliban has done that consistently, and they're going to allow these people in, and we're going to have problems here. But that's their call. From the Gateway Pundit, Iraqi Parliament Speaker outspoken on anyone who recognizes Israel. He will cut off their manhood, which is your muscles. That's your manhood, okay? So he wants to cut off Charlie Garrett's giant muscles if I speak out for Israel. Iraqi Parliament Speaker Halbusi says he'll never recognize Israel as a nation. He goes so far as to say that he will cut off their large muscles of any man who does support Israel. Halbusi says that Iraqis will never even extend their hands to Israelis. In another speech, he shared that Israel is a usurping Zionist entity. This is after he degrades any peace deals with Israel while using hate as the rationale. He then threatens men in that particular way who back Israel. The speaker has also talked of Israel not as a nation and Palestine as the true owners of the land that Israel now rests. Okay, you can see that there was the Gulf War and at the time the Iraq was aligned with the U.S. for uh, some time after that. And people said, well, and I thought that too, you know, Iraq is not mentioned as coming against Israel. And so maybe it's because the American presence is in Iraq. But if you look back into the Bible, Persia actually encompasses Iraq as well, or parts of Iraq, to the point where it could be considered that when uh, Gog Magog happens, Iraq could actually join with Iran and Russia and these other nations that come against Israel. So it could go either way with that, but the way that the Iraqis are right now, they are not not aligned with Israel, and every day they are moving further and further away from any possibility of aligning with Israel. So we'll keep an eye on that. From Fox News, Sweden changing anti-terror laws to address Turkey's NATO complaints. Remember, Turkey had complained that Sweden and what's the other one up there? Um, Finland, thank you. Uh, Those two nations have laws that Turkey did not like. And what is specifically the case there is that They have been helping the Kurdish rebels, and the Turks do not like that because they are not friendly with the Kurdish rebels, and they have their own strifes there. And Erdogan said that if you do not correct this, you are not going to be a part of the EU. So here we go with this. Turkey objected to the addition of both Sweden and Finland to NATO last month, arguing the two countries' support for Kurdish rebels in the Mideast constitutes support for terrorist organizations. NATO Secretary General Stoltenberg confirmed that Sweden already started to change its counterterrorism legislation and will ensure that the legal framework for arms exports will reflect their future status as a NATO member with new commitments to their allies. These are two important steps to address the concerns that Turkey has raised. The aim is to solve those issues as soon as possible, to be able to welcome Finland and Sweden as full members as soon as possible. Sweden and Finland formally applied to join NATO in May, a direct response to Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine. Both countries have traditionally remained neutral in European conflicts. While Russia had previously warned against expanding NATO, Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov dismissed the development in a statement last month. Finland and Sweden, as well as other neutral countries, have been participating in NATO military exercises for many years, Lavrov said at the time. In other words, 
Russia thinks this is a goner. They are going to join NATO and they're trying to say, well, it didn't matter anyway, because they've always participated in these exercises. So as long as Turkey is satisfied with what Sweden and Finland does, that is the only obstacle to them becoming a part of NATO. Keep an eye on that. Gateway Pundit. Police body cam footage shows Naperville cop fatally shooting a hatchet-wielding man who was a Muslim, jumped out of his car with a hatchet, came at the cop, and you never bring a hatchet to a gunfight. That's correct. Okay, got something interesting from Mongolia. Aki Press. Mongolia receives first batch of Pfizer pediatric vaccines. That means the... Children are going to get vaccinated over there, and they're going to have the same problem with the children that they have had with the adults, okay? But it's okay, because these are vaccines. Vaccines will be used for vaccination of children aged 5 to 11 with a parental consent. Pediatric vaccines for children aged 5 to 11 were donated, how nice, by the U.S. government. That means that we bought them. Pfizer is making money off of us to give these children vaccines. It was delivered through UNICEF. So there's where your tax money is going all over the world is funding Big Pharma. Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. What's up with that? From the Business Insider, scientists have created living skin for robots, further blurring the line between human and machine. Though it sounds like the stuff of science fiction in the journal Matter, Researchers described how they developed skin tissue for robots that looks and moves just like ours. We have shown that living skin tissue can be used as a coating material for robots, Shoji Takeuchi, an engineer at the University of Tokyo and lead author of the study, said. This result has the potential to make robots look more human-like. To craft the skin, the team first submerged a robotic finger in a cylinder filled with a solution of collagen and fibroblasts, two main components that make up our skin, the human body's largest organ. Using living cells also endows robots with the biological functions of skin, such as its ability to self-repair and repel water. The research team sees a variety of potential uses for this technology, like helping engineers create more nimble and human-like prosthetics and aiding the development of cosmetics and pharmaceuticals for skin. According to Takeuchi, the skin is 1.5 millimeters in thickness, which is about 0.06 inches, and made only of epidermis and dermis, the top two layers of skin in the human body. It does not look perfectly like skin, Takeuchi said, adding that it lacks some advanced skin features like sensory neurons, hair follicles, nails, and sweat glands. However, as the robot moves, the skin stretches and contracts, revealing wrinkles. My personal impression is that it is much more realistic than silicon. Robotic experts have been trying to create more human-like robots for years, but they haven't been able to achieve real skin that can form to uneven surfaces like the body of robots. You have to have the hands of an artisan who can cut and tailor with skill in order to mold flat skin sheets to the contours of a three-dimensional machine. We established a tissue molding method to directly mold skin tissues surrounding the robot, which resulted in seamless skin coverage on a robotic finger with uneven surface. And so pretty soon they'll be able to just cover the whole thing and you'll have, you know, the Terminator out there. From CNBC, 
inside the U.S. government project to create tiny nuclear reactors like batteries. Yasser Arafat, not Yasser Arafat, Yasser Arafat is the technical lead of the micro-reactor project at one of the preeminent nuclear research labs, Idaho National Lab, and he is leading the effort to build a tiny, relatively inexpensive micro-nuclear reactor. Beyond being potential clean energy options for remote locations or small communities, the Marvel Micro Reactor could become a key component of a clean energy grid that includes renewable solar and wind energy and battery storage. Well, why bother with those if you can just have a nuclear reactor? Okay, why do you need to have those big wind turbines taking up all of that space and killing all those birds and all of that um, uh, solar energy, these panels that are destructive to the environment and, you know, just build a little bit bigger nuclear reactor and let it take care of it. The entire hardware can be built in a factory like the way we make automobiles or cars, allowing for the production of hundreds of micro reactors a year. I have no problem with that. Some people have a problem with nuclear technology. I don't. I think it would be a great thing if we're going to get away from wind energy, especially. It's just damaging. It's ugly. It doesn't serve any valid purpose. Get rid of all of them. But I will say that when I was watching, uh, I think it was Trinity and Beyond, but it was one of these nuclear movies, and they were talking about all of the different designs of nuclear weapons they have, from the Tsar Bomba, which can blow up, you know, the biggest bomb they ever detonated, all the way down to the ones that shoot out of artillery cannon. And you've probably seen the picture of the artillery gun that shoot it and the nuke is blasting in the distance, okay? The guy that was being interviewed says, we were actually submitting designs for nuclear bombs hand grenade style. So if you want, you just pull the thing and throw it as far as you can and then duck down and it will terminate anything within hand grenade distance, a nuclear hand grenade. He said, we never went with it, but we could do it. And so it's not that far-fetched to have a small nuclear reactor to take care of a village or a city or whatever. Okay, it's a dangerous world, speaking of dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. Zero hedge. Life insurance payments. Let me stop right there. We talked, uh, it was probably two months ago now, about how they said that there is a 40% increase in death rates of people over the past two years that are unexplained. We know why, but they just are unexplained. Uh, this is in addition to that, and it actually not only confirms it, but it shows you how much more damaging things have been in the past couple of years. Life insurance payouts jumped 163% during the first year of the vaccine rollout. Five months after breaking the story of the CEO of One America Insurance Company saying deaths among working people's ages 18 to 64 were up 40%. That's what we talked about in the third quarter of 2021. A much larger life insurance company, Lincoln National, reported a 163% increase in death benefits paid out under its group life insurance policies in 2021. This is according to the annual statements filed with state insurance departments. The reports show a more extreme situation than the 40% increase in deaths in the third quarter of 2021 that was cited in late December. An increase that he said was industry-wide and that he described at the time as unheard of and huge, huge numbers and the highest death rates that have ever been seen in the history of the life insurance business. 
The annual statements for Lincoln National Life Insurance Company show that the company paid out in death benefits under group life insurance policies a little over $500 million in 2019, about $548 million in 2020, and a stunning $1.4 billion in 2021. From 2019, the last normal year before the pandemic, to 2020, the year of the COVID-19 virus, there was an increase in group death benefits paid out of only 9%. But group death benefits in 2021, the year the vaccine was introduced, increased almost 164% over 2020. CDC. CDC recommends COVID-19 vaccines for young children. That's right off their website. Great Britain News. U.S. rolls out COVID vaccine for children as young as six months old. Georgia Star News. Anthony Fauci. Here's why. Here's why they're doing this. Anthony Fauci. Vaccine committee members receiving royalties from drug companies not required to divulge them. That's why this is going on. The profits being made by these people and the voting and all of the left-wing issues. It's all tied in with it. All of it. From NTD. Oh, good news. DeSantis doubles down on vaccination, says Florida will not jab babies. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has doubled down on his policy of no jabs for babies. We recommend against vaccinating babies, the governor told the crowd. We are not going to have any program. This means statewide. State program where we're trying to jab six-month-old babies with mRNA. That's just reality. Thank God for Ron DeSantis. We're going to have kids in states all over America with arms growing out of their foreheads, and people in Florida will be on the beach with two arms and two legs getting a suntan. Morality is declining. Here's some news on that from Georgia Star News. Joe Biden signs executive order pushing further transgender treatments for children. Breitbart, state attorneys general call out Biden for using school lunch funding to promote LGBTQ agenda. He's tying their funding of schools food program in with this program. From just the news, sexualization of children. Feminists join Christian conservatives to stop Biden LGBTQ order. Imagine that. From the post millennial. U.S. Air Force Base Community Center hosts Drag Time Story Hour after initially being canceled by the military. From the post-millennial, U.S. military marches in front of pride flag, no American flag in sight. From the post-millennial, Arizona State University pulls down American flags and replaces them with Juneteenth and pride flags. From the Gateway Pundit, blood donor turned away because he refused to answer if he was pregnant. That's in the UK. The post-millennial. Maine rules in favor of biological male who seeks to be housed with women in senior care facility. So if you're in Maine and you got a grandma in the senior care facility, you might move her somewhere else. Gateway Pundit. Detransitioned. Teens reveal how they feel after changing genders and losing organs. And it wasn't good. There's a lot of regret going on in these young children. From Just the News, top governing swim body 
Yes. Bans most trans athletes from elite women's competitions. Why? Because they're not women. (laughs) Epic Times. Ban on same-sex marriage constitutional in Japan. Yokata ne. A court rules. Yokata ne. That means it's great, isn't it? Okay, because I'm supposed to translate all tongues or something here. Okay, we're not really in a sermon, so, but just want to make sure nobody emails me. Okay, some other news from around the world. Please be sure to check out the Superior Word sermons also, okay? You especially. You need to check out those sermons, buddy. Okay, from CNBC. The situation is serious. Germany plans to fire up coal plants as Russia throttles gas supplies. Now, I remember, what was it, uh, four years ago, three years ago, when Donald Trump was talking to the people in the European Union, and he was saying, if you don't get a hold of your energy, Russia's going to cut you off, and you're going to be going back to coal plants. And they all sat there and laughed at him. They literally laughed at him, pointed at him, and said, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Economy Minister Habeck warned that the situation is going to be really tight in winter without precautionary measures to prevent a supply shortage. In light of that, Germany will seek to compensate for a cut in Russian gas supplies by increasing the burning of coal. Coal is the most, most, the most, not just one of them, the most carbon-intensive fossil fuel in terms of emissions and therefore the most important target for replacement in the transition to renewable alternatives. And yet they can't do it because they didn't listen to Donald Trump. Zero hedge. That wasn't just an aberration, by the way. Netherlands follows Germany, lifts restrictions on coal-fired power stations amid drop in Russian gas supplies. Breitbart, Representative Matt Goetz, Biden's IRS spent approximately, and if you've heard this, it's a little scary if you haven't. They did this some years ago when Obama was in the administration as well. Approximately $700,000. Now, this is the IRS. The IRS. $700,000 on ammo between March and June 1st. Yes, Getz described the ammo acquisition as bizarre. Well, nothing that the left does is normal. Nothing. It is all bizarre. But what they're trying to do, and I can tell you that right now, and it'll probably say this again down at the article, the end of the article, but it's as obvious as the nose on your face. If you can buy up all of the ammo, then it gets more expensive and the people can't buy their own ammo. So they don't care if they store it for a thousand years in some hole in Nevada. All they care about is taking away your ability to have ammo. But Getz described the ammo acquisition as bizarre. He noted he and his Republican colleagues are trying to ascertain why the ammo was purchased, noting there is concern that this is part of a broader effort to have any entity in the federal government buy up ammo to reduce the amount that is in supply, while at the same time making it harder to produce ammo. Gets noted a scenario where federal entities are buying up ammo puts citizens in a place where the exercise of the Second Amendment is limited due to the inability to get ammo. A USAspending.gov search lists the IRS's ammo purchases, which occurred over a period of months in increments ranging from $3,201 worth of ammo at one time to over $92,000 worth of ammo at one time. They're just buying ammo. They're spending your tax dollars for a 
organization that probably has, what, 15 people that carry guns? I mean, and they're buying up all this ammo and they're doing it to harm you. From Newsweek, Joe Biden part of secret Soviet plot to destroy the United States. Well, I've been saying this for years. I mean, I've posted it on the CG report. I've told you about it many times over the past years. Just go back and look at what was introduced into the congressional record in 1963 when uh, Cy Herlong from the great state of Florida went up and he said, this is the communist agenda. This is what they will be doing. This is what they're doing right now. And these are all the points that they have to overtake America. And they've been doing it all along. And Joe Biden has been at the front of it all along. Okay, but listen to this. Former Assistant Secretary of the Treasury, Monica Crowley, spoke to Fox News' Steve Hilton. She said Biden and the Democrats are intentionally attempting to destroy the U.S. and went on to say this was a part of a KGB, the main security agency of the Soviet Union, plan. I do not use the word enemy here deliberately because it is tough for most Americans to understand that Biden and a whole major political party in the United States is intentionally destroying and crippling the United States. But that is exactly what is happening here. Until we understand that, we are not going to be able to counter it in an effective way. Hilton pressed Crowley to explain where the supposed desire to hurt the country is coming from. She argued this plan was initially thought up by the KGB in the 1930s. Okay, now here's their statement on that. Despite the fact that the, the Soviet Union did not create the agency until 1954. There are people that were working in the OAS before they were in the CIA. It is not correct what they are saying, but they're trying to get you to just say, oh, she's crazy. She doesn't know what she's talking about. But that is exactly what happened. They've had those people. This agenda goes all the way back to the 30s, exactly as she said. Just because a name changed doesn't mean anything. The same people were there in the 30s, and they just gave it the name the KGB in 1954. This has been a long-term project by the left, and it actually began in the 1930s, and it came out of the KGB. Whatever it was called before is irrelevant. It was the same group of people. It was originally a KGB operation to destroy the country, and then after World War II, the Soviets actually changed their tactics. What they decided to do, and it has been very effective for many decades, is infiltrate and grab control of the major pillars of U.S. life, which is exactly what Cy Herlong put into the congressional record in 1963. If you don't have a copy of that, email me and I will give you a copy of it. It's right there. And these people, the what they said is to take over one or more political parties of the United States of America. They have completely taken over the Democrat Party of the United States. Completely. They are communists. Okay. The Republican Party is probably 15 to 30% communist. They're just coming in under the guise of being Republicans to get elected or whatever. But they have done one of the parties, and they're very quickly working on the second party. Right now in the United States of America. From Rebel News, that's not a conspiracy theory. That is reality that was said in advance that it would happen with each point, and they have faithfully executed those points. And the people in this nation just sit here and take it. Rebel News. World's largest, we've been talking about crickets for a while. Well, I got something else on crickets for you. Um, having said that, I ate my first of the crickets yesterday. I haven't had any time since two weeks ago to sit down and enjoy my crickets. So I ate the first box of them. They were delicious. 
I've got another box to go. And then after that, I may just order a whole box for all of you. You know what I said last night? I said, I'm going to have some crickets. Here, Hedico has. I don't want that. And I said, it's right out of the Bible. She said, where? I said, John the Baptist ate locusts and wild honey. She said, oh, okay. And she started numbing them down. Oh, they're very good, she says. There you go. And they tasted like bacon. Okay, yes, they did. They were, they were flavored with bacon. So if you want bacon-flavored crickets, you can get them. Like I said, I'll, I'll think about ordering some for you. They're just wonderful. But here we go. Here's the end of that game right here. World's largest cricket farm finishes construction in London, Ontario. Now, I will say this. You need a lot of crickets to fill you up. I ate a bag this big, and I, it was as if I ate one potato chip. It takes a lot of crickets. The massive facility run by Aspire, which the CBC describes as a global industry leader in the production of edible insects, will generate 9,000 metric tons of crickets that can be consumed by humans and pets. The outlet also reported that Aspire claims to already have orders for the next two years. And Producer.com says that around 4 billion crickets will soon be transferred to the facility. With food costs rising worldwide, the company hopes more consumers will purchase crickets as a cheap source of protein. Just 60 employees will work at the massive facility, which is mostly run through AI technology. The technology used by Aspire even landed the company on a yearly top 10 list for AI, compiled by the IRCAI, a subsect of UNESCO. A growing population and increasing demand for food and material requires sustainable, scalable solutions. We are honored that IRCAI saw the value in an AI solution which will accelerate the world's transition. That's the key word there. Transition to sustainable ingredients and materials through insect technology. If they just want to add in insects and people want to eat them, great. That's not their end goal. Their end goal is to say you can no longer eat animals, okay? I will say this now that Roe versus Wade is over. I've said this at least 100 times in the past 10 years. If I go to Turtle Beach, where I grew up here on Siesta Key, and when we were young, we used to see the turtles come in and they'd dig their holes and they would drop hundreds of eggs in there and they would then leave. And then months later, you could go out at the beach and you'd have a bonfire that night, which you can no longer do because you got to protect the turtles. But you'd have a bonfire and you'd sit there all night and watch the turtles rush out to the ocean, okay? That's what we did. Nowadays, if you go into that turtle nest and you take out 10 of those eggs the night that she laid them and you cook them, you will go to jail, okay? They are doing this to protect animals. And the same people that are doing that are the ones that are pro-choice, okay? There is no clear thinking in the heads of these people. Anytime I post something about, I'm going to go get some turtle eggs and have dinner, they'll say, you can't do that. That's against the law and they're protected species. And I, well, what are turtle eggs? And they'll come back and they'll say, those are going to be turtles and we need turtles in the world. And they can't see that the same thing is happening inside of a woman's womb and it's not real until it suddenly comes out. Now it's even seven days after it comes out. It's not really a human being. That shows you the level of depravity of these people. They want to transition us to bugs so that we don't eat cows. From the post-millennial, Washington governor predicts summer full of blackouts, destruction, and death over the climate crisis. The Washington governor says that climate change is going to cause blackouts, destruction, and death. Rather, I'll tell you what it is. Liberals. 
liberals will bring a summer of blackouts, destruction, and death. They've done it for the past three years in Washington. They're going to do it again. But he's saying, oh, it's climate change. New York Post, Border Patrol nabs 15 people on terror watch list in record-breaking May. 15 people came over that they caught in May. Next article. Mail Online. Border Patrol agents say only half of migrants crossing the border are apprehended. Morale is depleted and tear into the Biden administration for punishing colleagues over debunked whipping claims. They caught 15 known terrorists coming over the border. They only nabbed half of the people coming over the border. That means that 15 unknown terrorists have come over the border. Everybody got that? At least. At least. Fox News. And those people are going to be a lot more stealthy coming over the border than the regular person that comes over the border with three kids on her arms. Fox News. Gilhane Maxwell's cellmate claims she was offered money to kill Maxwell. Somebody wanted her suicided and this lady said, I'm not going to do it. And then she came out and said, I've been offered money to do it. Now they have put her on a suicide watch. I, one of the titles, CNN's this morning, which I don't think I linked, was a different one because I don't like linking CNN if I don't have to. But CNN said, uh, Ghislaine uh, or Ghislaine or whatever, she is put on suicide watch even though she's not suicidal. And I thought, <laughs> they got that right. <laughs> Epic Times. Taiwan's missiles can strike Beijing. Three Gorges Dam, Island's politician says. Three Gorges Dam. If they hit the Three Gorges Dam, millions and millions of people would be dead and China would cease to function as a nation. I've always said that the reasons why the Egyptians did not, they wanted to make peace with Israel is because Israel says we can be over the Aswan Dam in five minutes and we can destroy that dam, and Egypt will cease to exist. And they know that, and so they were willing to make peace with Israel. That's what Taiwan just said. CNN, all of a sudden, they come and they announce a couple days later, China claims successful anti-ballistic missile interceptor test. They know that they are right at the edge, and they have to get those missiles the, you know, the uh, counter missiles up and running. They're claiming they have it. I doubt if they do yet. And they just said that because they know that they're in the hot seat because Taiwan has threatened the Three Gorges Dam. Who said it? Whatever seems good now gets worse later. You're not going to get it. His name is Benzer Fernando. He attended here at the church one time. He and his wife, Sandra, were the last people to fly back to England after the COVID uh, thing began, the shutdowns. They were the last people to leave here. They were on that last plane to get back to England, and they've been stuck there ever since. But wonderful couple. They're the ones that introduced us to the uh, pizza place down the way here. Okay, And so we get pizza at the uh, Bible study quite often from there because of them. But whatever seems good now... Gets worse later. Okay, except Jesus. Everything else gets worse later, except Jesus. Got to throw in that caveat there. Okay, got a lesser cure for you. Robot skin. How absurd can you get? Has no hair, has no nails, has no sweat. A technology leap? 
Same is likewise skin deep. Is this whole thing too creepy? You bet. Okay. I kind of had to breathe there. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, got two ironies here for you and then we'll be done. Uh, this is irony because of who he was dressed up as. Nothing else. Man 28 sets himself on fire while dressed as the Grim Reaper near a Turkish tourist attraction as onlookers gasp and take selfies. The Grim Reaper is reaping himself and they're standing there getting pictures of themselves with him being reaped behind him. There you go. Fox 13. Elephant kills woman and returns to her funeral to attack her corpse. Don't upset the elephant. <laughs> Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.